0: i living for you from Old Heart Radio. We're mad. We're mad. We're, now. We're, bad. We're bad.
1: Yes, we know it. We're doing bad. i trip. Record. Start the podcast. Do it. Hit Do the it. button. Hit the Hit button,
0: the- little man. Start record. the now. <laughs> uh. Yes, you know it. If we're doing bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, it must be.
1: I thought it was pretty good.
0: <laughs> hey, I, uh, a, a, I, I'm hey, the Arnold, governator. Hey, what are you doing over here?
1: I don't know. We're doing a podcast. Between you and me. Uh, Remember when I took you know, over The Apprentice?
0: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> All right, all right, all right. This isn't this isn't the impersonation hour with Jared and Luke. Welcome to Matinee, Matinee, Matinee. Edition. <laughs> this is Matinee Edition, episode seventy-one, with a nice crack in the voice. How have you been is. doing, my friend? How is the week? It's good.
1: It, it's good. We've we record these uh, these pods like, two days I say, in between a week. Yeah, like it's been, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two days. We need to. Uh, we had other shit to talk about. If you've listened to our,
0: please go listen to our previous episode. We got, we ran out of time. Yeah, pretty much, man. We had all, I mean, pretty much all this on the docket. And if I would have watched all of Falcon and Winter Soldier by that episode, we would have just talked about that too. But half an hour swing, you know, it flies by sometimes. It flies by, especially when you didn't record for two weeks. (laughs) It's
1: a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about.
0: So, um... I think
1: we were we were to start just start off. Uh, what have we been watching? You know, we, we yeah, yeah. usually oh. throw this in at the end of a pod, but we didn't last time. So
0: yeah, I I literally just last night watched uh, that Melissa McCarthy, uh, Octavia Spencer Thunder Force movie. <laughs> How is that? I saw it on Netflix. It's exactly what you imagine it's gonna be, and I don't. I don't think it's like. I don't mean that in like a negative way. It's. It was funny. It was genuinely funny. It had its you know fluffy bullshit, heartfelt moments that didn't really land because. Yeah. You know, I love Octavia Spencer in particular. Melissa McCarthy doesn't always it's hit funny. home with me. But um. But you know, it was you know like it. It, it was a good PG thirteen uh com you know comic booky sort of funny yeah. movie. And so it, there is definitely some good physical comedy from Melissa McCarthy. That's oh, for
1: always. Sure. That's her thing.
0: But I saw this headline, or no, maybe it was just a quote from a critic and it said like, I wish Melissa McCarthy and her husband would just stop making bad movies together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you there's one <laughs> Melissa McCarthy movie that I do genuinely like and it's Spy. It's I don't like think Jason I've seen Statham. it. And it's it's so dumb. Oh, it's whoa. so dumb. It's like Jason Statham, and I want to say, um, oh god, I always forget his name. He was in Captain Marvel, the uh, the bad Jude guy. Law? Yeah, Jude Law. Oh god, Jude Law, Jason Statham, and uh, Melissa McCarthy, and it's so fucking dumb. But it like nails the physical comedy of all of it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it sort of it sort of makes fun. Jason Statham plays a joke of every character he's ever played.
0: Where he's like super serious. See the transporter in that one, also.
1: Essentially. (laughs) I I mean, um,
0: that's fine. I like Jason Statham in in a good few roles. He's just because he's kind of. But he's he's one of those actors that's just like it's Jason Statham, you know, just playing uh, the same role as always, absolutely in the in the teeth and whatnot.
1: But that that movie's dumb fun, and if I'm I'm. I was intrigued to see about this, like whatever Thunderbirds, whatever the fuck movie
0: Thunderforce
1: force, Thunder force. That's it. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it, like I said, dude, It. I mean, nothing special. But, yeah.
1: That's what I assumed. I hadn't seen a trailer leading up and then it was on Netflix. So to
0: me, Melissa McCarthy is like a female version of if Adam Sandler and Chris, <laughs> and if Chris Farley was still alive, had they had a baby. It would, have, it would be <laughs> it, it would girl. It would be Melissa McCarthy, and I and I mean like that's not necessarily a bad thing. There is some good some good humor in there, but I always it not think, always hit for me at least.
1: I always think <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is at her best when she is a supporting player and not the front
0: person of a given film. Yeah, because her the,
1: style gets a bit annoying.
0: But that's the thing about her, like she you know her personality gets is so big most of the time that it like it forces its way into like the the the, the front and so yeah I, I mean know, like it doesn't always work out.
1: <laughs> have you seen Bridesmaids?
0: Yes, I yeah. Um yeah.
1: like her character in that where she doesn't have a ton of screen time but she fucking takes over when she's on screen and Fair. it's never enough to become annoying.
0: Yeah. I mean Bridesmaids was a fucking funny movie. If oh I, yeah it's a great film. Yeah. Uh, and that was, yeah. I mean, that was basically what, like the answer to the hangover? Yeah, it was like to, woman's to some, answer to the hangover. To, to some degree, like, but that was like, I mean, just because, like, I'm thinking in terms of like that female comedy ensemble that yeah. they kind of like brought together. It's a good group. Yeah. Uh, anyway, stop whacking Of all things, we're waxing about fucking Thunder Force over here. What? What? What have have you been watching? I've been
1: watching the. uh, Well, I've been watching two shows. So Unsolved Mysteries,
0: because I wanted to get my true crime fix. Unsolved Mysteries is always always a good. I've seen like
1: few episodes now, and like the first two, it's like genuinely unsettling, like espionage shit. Yeah, and I, I love that. I love true crime. But I've been watching the uh, the animated Harley Quinn show.
0: Oh um, yeah, for sure. You mentioned that it's, last, last episode. How, how it's works? so good. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm like maybe halfway through the first season. Nice. And I love that like all these like the villains and the heroes they're like public personalities first, and then there's a Wendy Williams esque talk show that covers all the superhero drama. It's so fucking funny.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers of that show that I think. Uh, <laughs> If they were smart, they would actually try and adopt into some some bits of live action, and Absolutely. I think they I think they have to some degree. Like I would say, Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn somewhat inf- it was it, it's interesting. It influenced probably the creation of that show, yeah. but that show also thusly influenced probably some elements that we eventually saw of her live action performance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which which is kind of an interesting note, but yeah, the, the show's a fucking funny overall. And I'm uh, King Shark of all things is yeah. also like it's just like a great, great fucking character. In that I, I love think
1: it. I think I just finished the episode where he's introduced. Nice. I I did I did genuinely love Harley trying to get a uh, get a arch nemesis and being like we're gonna get Batman and it's fucking Damien. Damien Wayne's Robin and he's yeah. on like a hoverboard because yeah. he's a piece of shit kid.
0: God, fuck Damien. I would not. Yeah, I mean, seriously though, that uh, it, it is kind of just plays on a lot of that like interesting sort of, you know, uh, the the different dynamics between different like villains within that community. Uh, yeah. Um, I also, by the way, I seriously love Bane. It just I think <laughs> <laughs> Bane's hilarious. That's probably my favorite version of Bane.
1: It was it was very funny. Hands um, down. Kate had never seen a comic book accurate rendition of Bane. She'd only ever seen the Tom Hardy thing. So she was looking in sort of bewilderment at that character. And then the voice started. She was like, that's Bane. Oh,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Dude. Like
1: it's, <laughs> why do you talk to me this way? Joker.
0: <laughs> War. Yeah, dude, it's also so
1: fucking good. I love Bane's coffee mug. It's like coffee is the instrument of my liberation or something like that. <laughs>
0: God damn, dude. Uh yeah. it's very
1: well written. I love the attention to detail.
0: It's smart, man. It's a it's a, it's a sharp show. It's a sharp show. Yeah. Uh but you know, also, I just gotta throw this out there. I just also wrapped uh the QAnon documentary series on HBO. Ooh, I need to check that out. It's fucking interesting as yeah. hell, dude. It uh it really the, the guy the guy that the documentarian does a really good job of getting involved with like these people that run 8chan uh and like you know uh, which is basically just 4chan on steroids yeah uh and you know eventually you kind of wrap i don't want to like you know I, you know i guess i i guess spoilers for a documentary Uh, Uh we're living through it man but you really like he really paints a very compelling picture that like the person that that is has been posting his q is one of the owners of 8chan uh oh yeah this guy named ron watkins so oh i
1: recently saw that um some investigative reporter from like the new york times or something Mm -hmm. is working on essentially an identity piece on the on the QAnon guy
0: yeah, man. I mean, eventually it's gonna like, it. it, it it's going to come out and you know, whoever has been doing it had to have known that that was going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I mean, so there's gotta be some level of like seeking infamy to the, all of us, you know,
1: there's, there's a level of, um, this would actually be a, a good coffee and contemplation talking about how people have exploited online discourse in the past to make themselves big personalities. Fair like, enough. Another example is Lil Nas X uh, with Old Town Road. He -hmm. would create fake Reddit profiles and link his own song being like, who is this? Right when he put it on SoundCloud and he artificially built up the hype for his own brand. It's
0: fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, to a small scale, I remember... uh... This guy used to work for Joel Hart. He uh he would he was so obsessed with Yelp for his restaurant. God damn it! That he would I know it's like such a dangerous mindset, man. That kitchen would, nightmares, man. Like kitchen nightmares at times. Like you know you'd catch like reviews uh, that were left for the restaurant that were so specific, like would have like specific, specific detail that you're just like that's definitely Joel like there's nobody else that would like comment that way yeah Uh, and and it'd be like you know a review left by a reviewer that like had recently joined and all that shit you know very small scale to that kind of yeah like you know it's like yeah it's such a weird fucking mindset to try and i don't know go on there and build your own hype like it's a it's it's this it's sometimes I mean, it works like sometimes you, it's weird well yeah sometimes it works i mean i but for for sure otherwise we wouldn't have influence culture and all that shit but like you, you know what i mean it's it, yeah it, you lose sight of it like does little last x give more more shit about his fucking uh the art he's making or his like you know just the money that he has flowing in you know uh Anyway. And on and on that note, <laughs> on that Falcon note, and the Winter let's Soldier. Talk, let's, let's talk about a Disney show.
1: <laughs> Ooh, a Disney show that's delving into racism and political <laughs>
0: inequality. One of the one of the it, companies that may probably they probably should not, uh, but they are, and I you know I'm supporting it either way. Falcon and Winter Soldier, see episode four was by far the best of the season. Oh yeah, man! So far, like it's it, so good. It fucking like not it wasn't just john walker but that episode slayed man like that it was so good <laughs> there's right.
1: no more vivid image of the societal forces at play in america and america's impact abroad than somebody who wants more equity for normal people in their governments being literally beat to death by personification of america
0: yeah, dude, what a, what a wild image to lay that out on.
1: You, uh, Yeah, like I like, said at the end of the last episode, powerful imagery. Fuck, dude. that blood-covered shield was dude. insane.
0: Yeah, and then, like, you know, I mean, we're, we we dove right into the end of the episode, but... Just, it's, it's, like, it's the biggest point in the episode. But just, like, you know, and then, then like, Sam and Bucky, the people yeah. who give the most shits about, like... Keeping that shield, you know, unbloodied in a way. Yeah. And that, and that, like, in a bigger way, that reputation unbloodied. And, and you know, you know and, and it's just like, damn, dude, that was a, it was just a wild scene. I was like, damn, they went for it there. Fuck.
1: <laughs> you know, I saw an, a really incredible detail. One of the costume designers from Falcon, the Winter Soldier, who she was responsible for bringing the uh, the U.S. agent costume to life essentially and she was like i purposefully excluded the color white because it's associated with purity and kindness so there's only blue and red on his on his uh, outfit fair enough man interesting and i was like that's a interesting like or except for like the small white garnishes on it like it's mostly blue and red just because you don't want to, you want to have no qualms about John Walker's different from difference from Steve Rogers. Yeah. Is that Steve was a pure of heart person and now John's fucking juiced, beating yeah. people to death in the streets. Granted, it was a very natural progression from the death of Battlestar
0: yeah, so that and that was what was interesting, dude. It's like so once again, like they're, in this episode, they're like on the pursuit of the super soldier serum. Yeah, and uh, I guess jumping from that idea to just like the the the, the heavy moment of they basically have a confrontation that yeah. leads to Zemo at gunpoint, uh, essentially smashing all the bottles of super soldier serum, or at least all the bottles he thought. And that leads to John, like, kind of for the a good portion of this episode, sort of like you know he picks John Walker picks it up and like just sort of tucks it away in his belt, yeah. You know, weighing the options of whether or not he should juice himself up, which isn't actually surprising. Kind of uh, dialogue they open up about that, like, yeah. would you superpower yourself? You know, I think I, I, I would just say yes. I mean, but 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 I guess you know the, the, their <laughs> whole thing their whole thing is like you know
1: they're aware like, of the re- potential repercussions
0: yeah and for a guy who's already proving that he has a temper issue that leads yeah. to instability maybe not the best thing to try and juice yourself up yeah but you're right dude like he you know so he's weighing that option and then he has there's a awesome scene where the what can oh my god, why am I blinking on their name? The the Dora Melage. Yeah, so they they confront Bucky and Sam and uh, I believe Zemo is still in the room because they want yeah. Zemo. And then the that fight ensues, which is a really cool fight sequence.
1: It's a sweet fight. I do think yeah. the uh it was smart of them to introduce the Dora mm-hmm. just because the uh, it gives you a break from the brute force style of everything else. Fair. From just like a aesthetic, you can tell I'm taking a video production course. The, the slight difference in choreography and aesthetic is refreshing when you're watching a show that it, it breaks up the, the sameness of all of it.
0: Definitely. And that that's, that is – it's like there's an immediate difference in the dynamic of, like, well, they're fighting styles, at least yeah. we'll say for that that sequence. And what pushes it over the edge is not only does John Walker get his butt kicked, like he gets his butt handed to him, man. Like oh, he, he doesn't was, stand a chance. He was not even, like – he was, like – I'll give him that. It was two levels below where they were, baby. I love that but, fucking
1: Bucky fucking with them. Looking strong,
0: John. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Uh, but And then, you know, it culminates in uh, Battlestar. Yeah. <laughs> Getting fucking tossed and just, you know.
1: Well, not not that sequence. That was later.
0: Wait, wait, what? Oh, I'm mixing uh, them up. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah wait, we're
0: wait, 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 which, which sequence am I. Okay. Which sequence is it the Battlestar gets fucking tossed? So,
1: uh,. Bucky and Sam
0: which it's important to note
1: earlier in the episode Sam meets with Carly Morgenthau and mm-hmm. talks with her about her motives and that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the show so far.
0: Fair enough they actually opened up a nice di- like you know conversation with them.
1: A very the a very Killmonger T'Challa-esque dynamic from Black Panther where fair
0: enough, fair enough. you
1: have the one side that is radicalized but has good ideas mm-hmm. And it's like Sam agrees, but the approach is wrong on their end. They're they're too destructive. They're they're choosing to take the easy way and kill people. I'm gonna say uh, it leads you to the dark side. Um <laughs> the So later, um, after John Walker fucks up the first interaction.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay, that
1: Carly Carly calls him again, and Sam and Bucky go <laughs> to see him. And then um Sharon calls him saying they're going after John. They want to kill Captain America. And then the end of that altercation leads to
0: Balstars
1: getting punched right.
0: through a fucking pillar and dying. Which is fucking nuts. But yeah, that's right. Uh, and that but that was actually kind of gnarly, dude. Like his, it was a like, brutal death. Like his he was limp, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for a second for a second I was like, oh, that he's crippled. But then his fucking head falls down. And you're like, yeah. he's
0: dead <laughs> but as soon as that happened you knew that that was it like he was gonna be pushed over the edge but that oh, yeah. was, it was just wild because then like i feel like the next time you see john like john walker like he is already juiced up you don't even see him take the juice you don't even, yeah, you know you know it's just he like, bends like a,
1: he bends like a pipe around his hand or something yeah
0: around another guy who's like uh, a super soldier you yeah you know and so yeah that was fucking
1: wild and and in retrospect, when you're watching the scenes, because I was curious if there were like any visual cues mm-hmm. to him having juiced himself up at the beginning of that scene. Like he's like jittery. It looks like he's on like fucking crack. He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's walking, when, he, when he's walking, after he throws the shield and the dude disappears, he's walking to grab the shield and there's like a jitter to him. And you're like, oh, he's already fucking juiced. He's, yeah. he's hyped yeah it sort of reminds me and i think i was i might mention this on the last episode um it reminds me almost of nuke you know yeah i mean sort of like a a fucking crazed drugginess to it
0: yeah well i'm interested to see where they're gonna i mean because they could take his character with a number of different options you know i mean nuke is kind of like that is a one homage that they could go with yeah uh you know, or there's the other one, the obvious like nomad. And I think it's really just the popularity of his redemption arc. Yeah. If, if he has one, if it, he um, has one, that's a big know, question. Yeah. And at this point, I really don't know, dude, he just, ch- he just fucking butchered somebody with a shield. So it's like, got to be a, got be a damn good redemption arc, <laughs> you know? And it's the whole thing of like, I finished the
1: episode and I was like, that's fucked up. And they were talking about destroying the symbol of captain America. It's yeah. gone. It's yeah. never going to be the same.
0: yeah it's it's, like that's what they accomplished there yeah
1: it's 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 never gonna be the same
0: it is
1: it's it's now a symbol of utter brutality and american dominance rather than the symbol of compassion and lot and like uh uh and uh altruism that was steve rogers fair enough man and uh i don't know i don't know if you saw there's a teaser today for like a second half of the season like a mid mid mid-season trailer for what's to come it's like a minute and it heavily implies that in the next episode we're gonna see a confrontation between Bucky and Sam trying to take the shield from John
0: nice I mean (laughs) I'm looking forward to that because that'll be I mean I if anything it would be an interesting fight sequence (laughs)
1: absolutely I mean it's And like what we saw from Sam in this episode proved that he was a much better fit for being Captain America. He took he took the peaceful solution with Carly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because and they it was a nice thing. I thought they forgot that he was a fucking like therapist.
0: I know. I like (laughs) how he brought that up.
1: (laughs) I I like that they brought it back, and it made sense. It worked with the scene. It did. I didn't realize the and and this episode was written by the writers of John Wick. So I was like. I was blown away that those guys this much smarts for writing like good dialogue and like really tapping into some of the themes of the series in a really good way.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Who would have known the wick, the wick boys would have pulled it off.
1: The wicky boys.
0: Yeah, no, it was a damn fine episode, man. I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing how the rest of the season like pans out.
1: Two more episodes. Yeah. Two more. Uh, And also, so next episode, so episode five, the runtime was released today. It's going to be 60 minutes. And mm-hmm. there's supposedly going to be a jaw-dropping cameo from a major player in the MCU. Mm. I know it probably... That would be b- bullshit if they said War Machine again. <laughs> but... Because <laughs> we already saw him. Dude,
0: uh, heavy, word, heavy eye roll there, man. Word, <laughs> like, word on
1: the street is... Uh, word on the street or on the web, some could say. Is that it's either going to be old Steve Rogers, or it's going to be T'Challa pre Chadwick Boseman's death
0: being filmed in? Interesting. I mean, which
1: I doubt the second, but I would. I'm like pretty certain that if there's a big cameo they're hyping up, it's Chris Evans as old Steve Rogers.
0: I'd be fucking dope if it was. I'd be down. Me too, man uh yeah well i guess we'll find out that's we'll find uh, out all right we got Shall like we, we got a little bit of time left let's talk about, like 10 minutes let's talk about that uh the fantastic movie the you know probably the the critics pick uh uh-huh. you know godzilla R- Godzilla versus kong Godzilla Os- oscar, <laughs> oscar nominee oscar nominee <laughs> One. on see if this plays for best script Check us out. There you
1: go. God damn it! Okay.
0: The truth is, though, there are cu- a couple of things on Earth apparently that are nearly as strong as Kong. <laughs> yeah, probably stronger. Actually, sorry. sorry, tenacious. Uh, but the, I the um. So So you're a bit more of a fan of these than I am. I'm just gonna get downright say that this movie accomplished exactly what people wanted. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I mean, you, you, you and me are 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 both right on that because it's just like, you know, nobody cares about the human element. I mean, I think you. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's like it's just it. You know, people. We're talking about this
1: with Transformers.
0: Yeah, people want to see things get smashed, man, and people and and. Although I love Kong uh and they always try to bring like the human element to whatever giant ape creature is in the monster movie at the time yeah uh it it that was like my you know like such a back burner thing for me in this yeah. movie Absolutely. In like and that became a, a lot of all the human parts of the storyline and but the you know, the the thing was that there's some really unfucking believable parts in this movie yeah. and so you i mean aside from.
1: You know, I think this, know, this this okay. one hits a balance for like the uh, the human factor mm-hmm. and the insane monster fights. The best of the the monster verse so far. Oh, for sure. I might, I might, I think second will be Kong Skull Island because I actually like the characters in that movie.
0: Yeah, Skull Island. Yeah, I yeah Skull Island was a was a fucking fun movie. To- the I
1: didn't. I know you liked it, but I didn't really enjoy Godzilla King of Monsters that much.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought that yeah, again, a, a pretty fucking cool movie if you ask me. You know,
1: I like the set pieces were cool, but I felt like it went on too long. This I genuinely sure. like I think Kong versus Godzilla is the best one so far.
0: It knew its place.
1: It knew what it was. It's <laughs> fucking campy. It's having a good time with these like obnoxious things that're happening. Yeah. And I do think the human factor is actually something I liked in this one. specifically, yeah. specifically the, like, and specifically only, I mean, only the little girl in Kong. I actually enjoyed that,
0: that dynamic. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I think that trope some played out so fucking much for me that it's like, yeah. I guess I, I still don't care about it. But like, the thing is, like, I mean, this movie was a bit, uh, like it took a bit of elements from quite a few things. Like, so not only was it like, you know an elevated kong story yeah it kong was sort of the main character kong was definitely the main the main character which was interesting but it also like continued to build their their idea of this like you know apex predator you know dominated earth or whatever yeah with with godzilla cotton you know having this need to hunt the kong which he perceives yeah. as other alpha um that leads to that battleship sequence that we all see a little bit of it in the trailer. Sick. It was fucking... It was cool, but it was so fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah. watching Kong hop from, like, one <laughs> to the next. I was just like, there's no way. And then when they both... It was the, the the crown jewel of that moment. And this is something I love about monster movies, people, is Dear Hot Dogs, is that it's it's fucking it's you you just you don't give a shit about this stuff after a while yeah. when you're watching two monsters slug it out but godzilla and king kong were standing on the same uh you know jet here and, and just slug it at each other and it was, it was like, so dumb and it was just like you you're watching that and like for this brief moment your mind goes there's fucking no way that that would be possible all that way and then you're just like i don't care it's an ape and a lizard hitting each other like, <laughs> it,
1: was could, so, it was so it was so fucking dumb fun it was exactly what i wanted yeah but then there's and, the but whole But like my job was on the fucking floor. I'm like, they're doing hollow
0: earth. They're well, gonna that's do a what I mean. conspiracy theory? They Brendan Fraser might have been in this movie because they, because <laughs> because they take it, they take it all the way down to like they, they journey to the center of the earth in this fucking movie for for no reason. But my favorite part about the journey to the center of the earth is that supposedly the late there's like the the this obnoxious lady who's obviously working for somebody else that you find out about. Yeah. She's supposed to be like the pilot. Like person who knows about this stuff, like this technology that they're using to. Oh, Isaac Gonzalez, right? Yeah, and and anyway, so they of get, Hobbs and Shaw So they get into the thing, and she's supposed to be the one that's like uh, knows all this technology. It's new to everybody else, but for some reason, Alexander Skarsgård's character takes the wheel. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, so funny to me, and I'm just, I was just like, what is like? Anyway, it's one this, of those uh, this begs the question.
1: How many Skarsgårds are there?
0: Dude, there's multiple Skarsgårds. They're like fucking Mogwai, man. Like somebody yeah. poured water on one at one point in time. <laughs> and like, it's, you know, somebody poured water on Stellan Skarsgård and then like, you know, Alexander popped out. And yeah. then the one Bill, from Vikings popped, popped out. out. Ben Skarsgård popped out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all actors. They're all decent actors. <laughs> but or maybe this one. But, you know... uh, yeah, it, it was just like that was a weird part of the movie to me. Like going to the center of the earth with Kong uh I enjoyed to find it. this. And I, and I know that they were like building this up, but it was just it had this like certain element of like it was absurd. It was absurd. It was so fucking absurd. But but to top that whole part off was Godzilla knows that they're <laughs> down there and he blasts a hole all the way down to this like, you know, middle so fucking of the earth crazy. wilderness jungle land. And then in like no time, Kong climbs up the fucking thing and falls down, falls down, I guess falls (laughs) down, climbs up
1: because it swaps 30 minutes. And like it just seems so wild.
0: I was just like, how long, like, how far away is Is it? It can't be thousands Thousands of miles. (laughs) It's thousands. That's what I mean. I'm like, and then on top of that, you're just like, okay, now they're going to go into their their main fight. How fucking unfair is that? Kong had to climb all the way or, you know, fall all the way. He had to do whatever he did. But then they fought, man. And then they fought and it was fucking awesome. I love that.
1: I love that. These movies are all an allegory for like the, the ego and the hubris of humanity and thinking we can control nature. I think that's perfect. than fucking King Ghidorah taking over Mechagodzilla. Oh my God, dude. I was like, that's actually a good way of doing Mechagodzilla and making it like, not the humans are fucking, the humans are still dumb, but the humans aren't the bad guys.
0: But that's the whole point of Mechagodzilla is to continue to make the humans look like bad guys, right? It's yeah, like exactly. They keep, they keep trying to fucking take back control. These assholes, like they don't want to let up. So instead King, anyway, you're right. But like, uh, oh, I guess you're right. I see what you're saying now. and yeah. <laughs> I, I, It was a dead uh, giveaway when at the but, beginning of the movie, it was like Apex. Yeah. Apex. But like that, I, I, that wasn't my favorite design, I think for, for. No for the Mecha Godzilla. it looked kind of cool but i don't know like it wasn't it was, like i i thought it that was where they kind of
1: i wanted i wanted it to be a bit chunkier you know
0: yeah i I, like, I really did too like i like because that's a, like
1: the i like the horns on his back were like exhaust that was sort of cool oh, yeah, like he yeah. was using his rockets and stuff there were cool elements to it but it wasn't it didn't really look like godzilla it looked like indescript a lizard robot
0: Pretty much. But either way, man, like that whole like end sequence aside from Skarsgård jumpstarting King Kong's heart with the ship that he knows nothing about. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. It's a nice touching moment, but like, but again, I have a, like for some reason, I just couldn't imagine. I was like, how the fuck does Skarsgård know how to make this ship do this right now? No, I
1: (laughs) I think my favorite moment of the film immediately followed that up when it was a, king kong mel gibsoning his shoulder back into place
0: oh yeah dude i've tried to do that before what yeah it 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 doesn't always work out too well (laughs) did you
1: actually dislocate your shoulder and try to put it back in doing that
0: i have yes what the fuck it resulted (laughs) in me needing to go to the doctor to get it put back into place better (laughs) (laughs) oh god fun facts about me but yeah um Either way, I, I I really think it was like it's a, it's worth watching if you want to have a fucking fun movie experience yeah. even even from home. I I would be Absolutely. it would have been cool to see this in a theater. I think, yeah. but I wasn't gonna wait for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, neither was I. I I watched it late at night, closed the blinds, cranked up the volume, Damn you straight. Know? and you it, was, it was Hear them beast good. roar. Well, what's your what's your best uh, interpretation of a Godzilla scream? <laughs> Godzilla scream. <laughs> Ah! It's it's so (laughs) piercing